Hello, Ambush, and welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. Here with me, your host, Colton G. And today on the show, we're joined by folk pop artist Rosemary Lawton. Yes, with Rosemary here today, we're diving behind her brand new album, Canvas, which also happens to be the first collection of tracks Rosemary has released that was entirely written by herself. Yes, and we're going to dive into the road that has led to this moment from 2019 where Rose released two different albums and also a book that dove into the world of that traditional, that Celtic Newfoundland style of music. Some songs, some empowering songs of strong women from that area. And from there, Rosemary has empowered herself a little bit, gained a little bit of confidence, and now it's time to put her own words out into the world. We're gonna talk who helped to bring this album to life we're gonna talk some of the tracks like little fires and possibly my favorite the sea witch we're gonna talk about maybe a future music video rosemary's first music video Ooh, and oh so much more here today on this episode of the desert tiger podcast and it is all brought to you by DesertTigerMerch.com where you go to copy yourself something to represent the show and support it. And now that you know who the show's brought to you by, now that you know who our guest is, it's about time that we jumped into this conversation with the incredible Rosemary Lawton. So let's go. The Desert Tiger Podcast. Hello. Hello, Rosemary. How's it going? Good. How are you? I am doing fantastic today. It's a little bit earlier on my side of the country, but it's a very beautiful morning, so I can't complain. Lovely. Everything's good with you over on the Newfoundland side? Yeah, I mean, uh, sunny day out there, so I can't complain. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. Glad to hear. Hopefully it's sunny for everybody else in between here from BC to Newfoundland, and hopefully everybody's got some good vibes going. I'm glad that we could connect here today, take the time to dive behind this new album canvas. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Are you ready to jump on into things? Sure. Okay. All right, Rosemary. So I would like to set a little bit of a foundation for the audience, for the listener here. So I'd like to start sort of from 2019, a year that saw a lot of releases, a lot of work, but also a lot of success for you as you released not just two albums, but also a book. So what was it like to sort of put all of that effort into 2019 and then how did you sort of come out of that? 
Um, well, very fortunately, the albums and the book came out before everything shut down. So I, I did get a chance to tour it. I did get a chance to have those CD launches, have those um, uh, album launches. And it was uh, it was a really, really fantastic time. So, um, yeah, it was a it was a really great, great year for for those books and those sorry, those um, projects. Awesome. Awesome. So, of course, with those projects, with Resilience and those two albums, those were sort of collections of other songs, other tracks. Whereas with this new album, Canvas, it's your own music. So at what point did you decide you wanted to move on from those collections, those recreating those classic songs of Newfoundland? and move into your own sound? Well, I'm a very proud um, Newfoundlander. I'm very proud to um, represent someone who can uh, represent the culture of our province and share that with um, listeners and readers. Um, and so when I was putting out those projects, it was, it was definitely sort of being an ambassador for our culture and our heritage. And that was a fantastic thing. Um, I've been a singer songwriter for a little bit, but not, not out in the world. And I think that was a bit of a confidence situation where, um, I had sort of pigeonholed myself potentially, or just sort of advertised myself as a Celtic traditional artist mainly. And then the, the fear of, of transitioning to a, a slightly different genre was there, but also, um, you know, I didn't want to completely leave. And one of the things that I found from putting out Canvas is that it, it sort of created this balance um, and ability to sort of be creative in different ways. And people have really just accepted it fully and openly. And it's a new sound, but also I think that I have the freedom to kind of bounce wherever I want to go now. So that's it's opened some doors. OK, so when you knew that you wanted to move into your own music and like you said, there's always the confidence aspect of releasing your own sound, of producing yourself out into the world, but also with the decision, like you said, to progress into other genres. Was that something that you knew right away off the bat that like you wanted to sort of progress more into a more modern, maybe a little bit more of like a pop style with your sound? Um, I think it's something that's evolved over time um, in my in my own opinion, my own desire of what I want to do with my life. Um, you know, I start I listen to pop folk type stuff in my free time. Like if I'm driving in the car, those are the types of playlists I have going on in my in my on my radio. So like I love listening to fiddle music. Don't get me wrong. But the pop folk is is my is my day to day free time listening. So um, when I wrote the songs it was okay let's let's transition from um music that other people have written long ago to writing my own music and then the transition to a new genre wasn't as um big of a decision because it it was okay this is just how i write and this is what the songs need so it was a it was kind of a nice transition in that way Okay, so it allowed you to sort of step into a world of more of what you were listening to at the time, because like you said, the tr additional tracks, they're, they're great, but as an artist, they can only take you so far as well. 
Yes, definitely. And I'm very, very excited to to be sharing my original music to people. And and the pop genre, I think, is opening some doors in a more mainstream listener. So um, I'm really appreciating the feedback I've gotten from people who normally wouldn't be listening to my music. So that's really nice. Okay, absolutely. For sure. Opens you up to a wider audience base. So of course, as you say, you were writing in this sound, but as someone who had recorded mostly in that traditional sense, how important was it to find the right producer to help you to finally bring yourself out into the world? It was very important. Um, it was it was actually quite um, it was a it was a key element to what we ended up doing with this project, and we chose. Um, Claire Follett, who was signed with um, my record label, Citadel House, as well. Um, And she's more on the pop side, but she was very respectful of wanting to maintain a bit of the Celtic in the in the recording. So we maintained the fiddle. We added um, as much as pop is there. There's still acoustic instruments. It's very reproducible on stage. I could play it at folk music, folk festivals or wherever I wanted. Um, And that was thanks to her. Mm-hmm. Well, they say it's uh, the test of a good song, whether it be a rock song or a pop song or otherwise, is that ability to maybe take it to that acoustic sense. So these songs were written to be able to do both. Yes, definitely. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So let's dive into some of these tracks now here. So I'd like to talk about the latest single that has come off of Canvas here, which is Little Fires. So take us a little bit behind Little Fires. What does it mean to Rosemary? Well, Little Fires is actually the last song I wrote for the project. I actually wrote it while we were we were finished demoing all of the songs and just getting ready to go into um, full recording. And I was trying to come up with a title for the album and we were, you know, because it's the first original album, we didn't really, I didn't know which way to go with a name. Naming, I think, is the hardest part of an album. So then I was experimenting with the idea of a self-titled album and I was sort of, you know, fooling around with my name, Rosemary. Um, you know, I am a rose because a lot of people call me Rose or Rosie. And then I was like, uh, you know, Rose is a flower. And then I was like, no. I'm not a flower. I'm not a delicate flower, you know? And then, you know, a lot of my stuff has been um, empowering to women in the past. And so it sort of fell down this um, empowerment um, sort of spiral. But then um, not only was it that I, I was also um, sort of, we were going through the um, Black Lives Matter movement and there was a lot of other stuff happening around um, some marginalized groups that have really been um, just given really hard hands. And so the, the, what ended up being sort of originally empowering women sort of just started turned into looking out for the little guy and finding ways to rise above or rise out of the embers, um, of these little fires. Okay. Ooh, I really, really like that. Wow. Thank you. That's incredible. That is incredible. I love how that comes together and just sort of how to like um, even with resilience, it was songs of empowered women, of strong women. So sort of carrying and continuing that idea. And then women aren't, as you say, the only group that has been marginalized inside of our world throughout history. So 
sort of giving a voice to not just that, but also more. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Well, I also want to dive into another track, a track that I think is probably my favorite song off of Canvas here, which is The Sea Witch. Take us behind this one. Um, that That is also one of my favorite songs. I kind of wanted that one to be one of the singles that we released, and uh, it's not going to be, but I mean, I you, you love all of the songs. I love all the songs on my project. Like, they're all my children. So um, The Sea Witch was kind of written in a fun way because um, there was one day, I live by the ocean in Newfoundland. I mean, you guys are coastal too. But uh, I'm about a 10 minute walk from the beach, um, which is very, very, I'm very fortunate. Like we can see the water from my house. Um, So I was walking, uh, I went for a walk one day and forgot my headphones. And I don't know about you, but like I listen to music pretty much 100% of the time when I'm like out and about doing stuff. So it was kind of a catastrophe that I didn't have my headphones. And I was out like walking along and I was like, I guess I'll just, I want to go for this walk. The weather's nice. You know, here in Newfoundland, we don't always have the nicest weather. So I went um, and I was just walking along and then I was sort of just like humming something sort of to the rhythm of my footsteps, just walking along the path. And then I realized that, wait, what is this melody? And it was actually just an original melody that was kind of popping into my head with the rhythm of my feet. And then I started sort of playing around with some words because of the scenery I was walking through, which was the beach. And there was a lighthouse in the distance. And um, again, empowering women, I started thinking about the women of the sea. Um, And so like sirens and um, things of that nature. And then I kind of invented a sea witch and uh, and mermaids. Yeah, that was another one. Anyway, so that's sort of the, the basis of the song Sea Witch. Oh, so just out for a walk and because you couldn't really hear the sounds of other music, you sort of just had to make your own soundtrack. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, basically the soundtrack of my life. (laughs) (laughs) I was the sea witch all along. (laughs) Also, if you listen to this and you're like, wow, she was walking really fast. No, I didn't write it to the tempo that it wound up being. It's a it's a lot faster now than it was. (laughs) (laughs) just speed walking going 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 i'm like yeah i was out for a jog not a walk what are you talking about (laughs) i write songs really fast okay (laughs) i don't think i'd be able to think if i was running i think i would just be thinking about how much i was dying (laughs) i I definitely wouldn't blame you there So one thing that I definitely enjoy about this album, too, like you mentioned the title, Canvas, earlier. And in my research, I actually saw that you happen to be the artist behind the artwork, the cover art for this album. Yeah, you've done your homework. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I did. I took up painting during the shutdown, uh, the pandemic. Um, I did a little bit of painting when I was in high school. Um, but then, you know, life gets busy and you don't really have time to pursue every aspect of every interest in your life. But with the shutdown, um, as a musician and a substitute teacher, I didn't really have a whole lot to do in my free time. Um, like cause touring and, and my job, you know, I didn't have that. So I started just sort of doodling and I had a couple of friends who were into like, um, painting, they were posting their paintings on, on Facebook. And I was getting really like inspired by what they were doing and watched a bunch of tutorials and then sort of transferred that 
over to my own original work. And then when we were looking at um, what to do with the album and finding an artist to do the work, um, my label was like, you can do all this art anyways. Why don't you just use one of your paintings? So we just sifted through and found a painting that we thought really represented the pic- the the album. And then once we decided that I was going to be painting the artwork, it became way easier to come up with a name for the album, which became Canvas. So yeah, that's sort of the story. Well, and Canvas definitely works uh, much better for a title than maybe The Rose, because like you said, you're not a delicate little flower, and a canvas can be whatever you decide to paint upon it. Yeah, and so with this singer-songwriter sort of aspect and a little bit of a shift in genre and the fact that it's all my own original work, it sort of opened itself up to being a blank canvas. So it worked really well with the title. All right. Awesome. So earlier we mentioned that you had released a lot of traditional music and otherwise. So we talked about a couple of these songs. So what was it like? Because like you said, it was a little bit terrifying. Maybe there was a little bit of fear going into releasing some of your music out into the world. So once that piece of yourself, those pieces of yourself were finally out there, what was that like? I think it was kind of just like an aha moment, you know, like I was just really um, once the decision to record the songs and like we had recorded them and I was really happy with how they sounded and really just proud of the results. It was just excitement to share what we had created with the world. And the response has just been so wonderful so far. So yeah, it's just been really positive. And the encouragement that I've gotten from other local singer songwriters from my from my writing has been really positive as well because I, I guess I sort of feel like I'm an amateur in that aspect. Um, I know I've been writing for a long time, but yeah, it's been it's been really positive and really encouraging and and uh, yeah, a really just enlightening experience. All right, awesome. So you've we mentioned that you wrote a book before in the past there, and you haven't really had like a music video yet. So what does the future hold? The rest of 2021, is there another book coming out? Is there some music videos? What does this album cycle hold for us? There is a music video in the works. Yeah, we are working on one. We're working on sort of locations and stuff right now, hoping to start filming in the next month or so. So there will be one out, I think, in the summer. Um, yeah. And then uh, I'm doing a CD release um, live, a live concert. What? Yeah. A hundred person capacity. Like, this is a big deal. Like, anyways, yeah, that's happening um, June 18th. So I'm really excited about that here in Newfoundland at the Rock House. So, yeah. Good times. So your first live show in probably well over a year then. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, my first live show is Rosemary Lawton. I've done, uh, yeah, I've done little things here and there because Newfoundland, we've been a bit more fortunate. We've been um, a little bit more opened up than other places. But yeah, I did I did a tour at Christmas time, not really a tour, but some performances with a couple of uh, people from the cast of Come From Away in Ontario. Um, we, they came to Newfoundland as a band called the Rowdy Men and we did some shows in, in Newfoundland, but yeah, the first shows for Rosemary Lawton are happening. Yeah. This summer. Oh, dang. So (laughs) the fans are definitely going to have to come on out to get this new experience then. 
Yes, definitely. We've got a full band. We've got, yeah, it's, it's going to be fantastic. All right. It definitely sounds like it. Hopefully someday in the future, I can catch one of these shows myself. It'd be pretty cool to make it out to BC someday. Ooh, I know that you've uh, done the Alberta, Saskatchewan thing before. So hopefully, hopefully that just that little further west. Yeah, just a little bit. I'd also one day want to really come out that way. So no matter what part of the country it happens in, either way, hopefully one day. Yeah, I mean, Newfoundland is a beautiful place. You should definitely come and visit. That's uh, Canada is full of very, very beautiful places. So people should definitely take the chance to experience their own country if they happen to live in Canada. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, Rosemary. I have had a blast chatting so far. I have one last question. Are you ready for it? Yes. Okay. So we've talked about your growth as a musician here, building this first album of yourself, releasing yourself out into the world and otherwise. But what I want to know now is how has this process of the last couple of years here, this last year and a half, how has it helped you grow as a person? Or what has it taught you about yourself? That's a big question. Um, I, think, I, I think that I've gotten a lot more confident in my own skin. I think that's a huge, huge thing. I also think I've gotten a lot better at um, choosing which um, things to pursue in my career and which things are the most important because, um, I mean knowing what I've done with the book and the Celtic and I've done some orchestral stuff. Like there's a lot of avenues and, and that's sometimes you take on way more than you can choose. And with the, with the pandemic, I found um, coming back after a shutdown and trying to pursue all of the things I was doing before it was like, no, no, I'm okay with just like a handful. So yeah, I've been, I've been finding, yeah. uh, Managing my own life. I've gotten a lot better at that. Um, way more confident than I ever was before. And uh, yeah, just pursuit of happiness. Like it's been a really, really good formative time. All right. Well, I'm very glad to hear that. And I hope that this new found confidence continues to carry you through into maybe some more music, some tours and otherwise and whatever else the future happens to hold for Rosemary Lawton. Thank you so much. Am I hope that you enjoyed this conversation here today with Rosa Mary Lawton as we dove behind her brand new album canvas and you can find it in its entirety right now just by looking up Rosemary Lawton over on your favorite music streaming service when you're there. Go ahead and hit follow, and you might as well follow Rosemary on social media as well, so you can stay up to date with new music. And you heard Rosemary, there's going to be a debut music video coming out very soon as well that you do not want to miss. And with that, it's now time to thank Rosemary Lawton for joining us here today on the DTB with a roaring DTB. Thank you. And we've got another one of those for Carrie over at Bad Parade for helping with setting this conversation up. I need to thank German from yourpodcasteditor.com for being 
the audio wizard that he is, and I need to thank you, the ambush, for tuning on in to this episode of the show. If you've yet to join with the AM, it's so easy. It's as easy as subscribing to the show, and you can also help us grow by sharing this episode. Giving the DTP a big old five-star review, and you can head on over to DesertTigerMerch.com to cop yourself something to represent the show, and there's new items coming your way very soon. That's right. Tees, ladies' tanks, and baseball shirts are all coming very, very soon, so you do not want to miss that. Now it's about time that we said our bye-byes, but not before I tell you to go out and find your roar. And then to let it on out into the world. (laughs) Yes, let them know just how powerful, how wondrous, how beautiful you and your roar are. Because you, yes, you are all three of these things and oh so much more and until next time goodbye am the desert tiger podcast